0: Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. I want to talk to you tonight about something that I really feel that God moved upon me to share with you, okay? And it's on the subject of faith. I'm going to talk to you about faith secures the promises. Okay, Father, we come to you tonight in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your word, that it's alive, it's active, it's energizing and moving in our lives to produce the results that you want us to have. And we open our hearts to receive this night. Holy Spirit, come in, teacher and God of the church, speak and minister as only you can. And Lord, I yield myself to you to be used tonight in Jesus' name. Now, again, we're talking about faith secures the promises. What are promises? Promises are found in the Word of God. What you see in the Bible are promises, and this is available to each one of us. It's not just for this one or that special one. All the promises, and see, the most freeing thing that I ever learned in my life, that when I began to read the Bible and the promises I saw in that Bible were for me, Not just someone else, not the pastor only, uh, you know, not the, the, you know, sister spiritual or brother spiritual, but it was for anyone who sees it and will accept and receive it. But how do you accept and receive the promises? It's by faith you receive. It's by faith. You see, when you come to the Lord, you get a faith deposit. Well, somebody said, well, they've got more faith than I do. Well, that's because they've developed their faith. The Bible says faith grows exceedingly. And so, other words, your faith starts out... You know, God gives everyone the measure of faith, and then it's up to you what happens with that faith, and how it will grow, how it will develop. And it won't grow and develop if you don't use it. I get people, well, you know, when when this happens to me, uh, you know, I'm gonna do this and so. You know what? Faith starts not in those big things that you think are going to come your way. Faith starts in the little things that you believe God for. Faith starts uh, for things in your life that may seem small, insignificant, and not so important. But when you call on God and you go to God for things in your life, even small things, God is pleased about that. You see, I remember years ago, I began to exercise my faith on the small things. I would exercise my faith in my home, over things in my house, over my appliances, over things and people, how ridiculous. Well, it wasn't so ridiculous because I saw God do some miraculous things in my house, but it started out like that. Was that earth shaking and life changing? Uh, well, it, it was life-changing for me because I began to see that God was so concerned with every little thing in my life that nothing was too small to believe God for. And if I could release my faith, then He would move and cause some things to happen. But you see, I begin to exercise. It's just like your muscles. You know, I, I work with a trainer. And my goodness, every, I tell her she's my torturer. You know, and I work with her. But the thing about it is, you know, she will guide me and about this muscle. And so we work on this group. And we work on the other muscle group. And what I begin to see is the muscle gets stronger. My strength increases. And my, uh, my physical body, I just feel better. And you see, that's the way faith is. It's like that muscle. And you've got to move it. You've got to use it. And when you use your faith, it will grow. But if you don't use your faith, if you're waiting uh, you know, to win the, you know, the $200 million lottery, that's where your faith is, that's ridiculous. Use your faith every day. Use your faith every day, no matter what it is, uh, if it's in your home, it's, if it's at work. I, you know, I, I go to the Lord and, and I pray and I release my faith in so many areas that some people would think it was, would be ridiculous. But I do it anyway. And I tell you one another thing. I don't ask God to do things for me that I'm not serious about. I, I used to, I did. And then I began to see that that was not wise because if I was just half-hearted in it, well, I didn't believe it anyway. You hurt your faith. You hurt your faith when you do that. So when you pray, you're supposed to believe you receive it. Isn't that right? That's what real faith is all about. Now, I began to think about the promises or the Word of God and how that these promises are like anchors in our life. Everybody say anchor. You know what an anchor is? You know an anchor is what is thrown over on the side of a ship or boat or maybe there's more than one anchor that's thrown out and when the anchor goes down, it goes down to the bottom to the floor of the uh you know of the water and what does it do? It holds that ship so that it doesn't move. Well, the promises of God are like those anchors and God tells us things. He tells us by his strength, we are healed. And when we're in the boat and the waters are raging and things don't look like they're working the way that they need to, you've got the promises of God. You put faith in them and you allow those anchors to hold you steady in the storm. Now you you don't need faith when everything's going just great, do you? You find out about your own faith. When you have a trial, when you have an affliction, when you have some a difficulty in your life, you find out where your faith is. Now I don't like finding it out that way, but you surely do. And when everything is great, well you're just sailing on the smooth water. But you know, when the storm comes and things begin to change and things are difficult, you throw out the anchors. By Jesus' stripes, I am healed. Well, you see, people hear that to the point. Now, listen to me. They hear it to the point. Oh, yeah, I'm in a full gospel church. Oh, yeah, I'm in a charismatic church. We believe in healing. But all it is is mouth. That's all it is. Now, mouth is important because where is faith? Romans 10 8 says faith is in the heart and you confess with your mouth and then you have what salvation or anything from God so faith is in two places it's in your heart and it's in your mouth so Talking is important, but there's got to be faith in your heart. And Paul even talked to Timothy, and he talked to Timothy about his mother and grandmother about the unfeigned faith that was in their life. And really what that means is no pretense, not pretending that I've got faith. And see, some people can come into churches like ours that are all over the world, and they can come in but they're only pretending, they're only giving lip service to believing that by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. They're only giving lip service to, I would that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. See, that's the word of God. That's the promises. That's the anchors to hold you steady. And your faith has got to be rooted in that. Not pretending, not acting. Now, you might start out, and I'm not, I'm not trying to condemn people. You might start out, <clears throat> and your words, you know, you, there's not much depth to them. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not out of a, this a heart full of faith, but it just starts out. You see it, and you maybe really haven't developed the faith, but you see it, then you begin to speak it. I don't have a problem with that. But when you are fooling yourself by saying it because you're trying to impress somebody or because you think this is what they think you ought to be saying. What good is that gonna do you? Absolutely nothing. It's gonna do absolutely nothing for you. And so what I wanna do, though, is impart some things that can move some mountains in your life, amen? All right. God gives us anchors to hold us in the storms of life, difficulties, challenges, and all those things that we face. And the God kind of faith in our life, working, can keep us steady. Amen? Acts 27, you can turn over there if you want to. Acts 27 I'm going to start with verse number 14. I'm really not going to read as much as I'm just going to tell you what's going on here. In Acts 27, 14, very much a situation like I've been describing. They were out in a boat and the uh, tempestuous winds came and uh, probably these waves that were around them were 10 to 15 feet high. Can you imagine that if you were out in the middle of that? That would be a very scary situation, wouldn't it? Um, that would be a life-threatening situation. The Bible goes on to talk about now. This is Paul, and, and um, you know the men on the boat that are with him, that are keeping him, taking him somewhere as a prisoner, and the other men that are on the ship. And what happens in verse number 18? The Bible says that they lightened the ship. In other words, they got to that place um, to where you know they were in those high winds. Uh, or waves, and um, and and they were afraid, and they begin to throw things over the side. When I'm going to tell you, when you get in life's challenges, and the waves are beating all around you, that's a good thing to do. Lighten up. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean with lighten up. Things that are in your life that are draining you spiritually, or getting you off course spiritually, throw it over. Instead of carrying this baggage with you that's going to sink the ship, lighten up. And what will lighten up look like? It's going to be different for everybody. It's, it's different for me than it is for you. The things that go on in our life that are distractions, the things that go on in our life that, that overburden us, You know, the Bible says that in the last days, people's spirits will be overcharged, weighted down with care and worry and all of that. So they lightened up the load, and that was a good thing to do. And then in verse number 19, they cast out the tackling of the ship. Now, that's very serious because this is what they need for that that ship, that boat, this is what they need to get them where they're going and to do what they need to do with the ship. But they threw it out. And you know what that represents? That's the natural way of doing things. Sometimes we know all the one, two, threes to get the answers that we need in the natural. But sometimes that's not working, so you just have to throw it out. You've got to get the promises and you've got to do it God's way. And there's times that we all face things like that. And so here they are, that natural way of taking care of that ship. They threw it off. I can tell you when you get in a mess like that, your focus and your priorities change. Did you know that? They change considerably. You're not thinking about where am I going to eat dinner tomorrow? You're not thinking about you're going to buy that new outfit. You're not thinking about that car that you've been looking at that you want. That's not the focus, not the focus at all. And verse number 20, it says all their hope was taken away. Now listen, there's a good lesson in this for you and me. There have been things, I think about in ministry in particular here, there have been times when it looks like it's over. How are we going to continue? How are we going to do what we... Uh, you know what we've been doing now. It's more in the past, not so much now. But but you know, birth in a church is just something else. I could, that's all I can tell you. And it's something else for a long period of time. But but you know that that's a real that's a real issue. When all hope is gone, then you've got to throw the anchors over and you've got to use your faith. Don't give up. Don't give up. You see, what what if somebody goes through bankruptcy or something like that? I mean, that can be devastating, can it? But the thing about it is, it may look like all hope is gone, but don't give up. But your faith. But God. You know, I like what Jehoshaphat said one time. He said, "I don't know what to do, Lord, but my eyes are on you." And I felt like that many times. Here's the Lord. And all around, the waves and everything is happening, but I'm keeping my eyes on the Lord. I'm keeping my eyes. And and when I say on the Lord, that means His Word. You do know that. (laughs) Jesus is the Word. So you keep your eyes on the Lord. You keep focused on the promises. All the hope may be gone, but you're not giving up. When all hope is gone, that's God's people. We do not give up. We don't faint. We don't quit. God's people are not quitters. I've talked to people, you know, ministering to them. They don't know what to do. I may not know what to tell them to do, but look, I can tell them this. I don't know what to do, but let's keep our eyes on him. Okay, and then we go to verse number 21. And this, if if you just go down through here and you dissect this, what does Paul do? When those waves are beating around, they've thrown the natural way of taking care of that ship over. They've lightened and thrown off food, everything else, just get it out. Paul begins a fast. Paul was fasting, and when the, he started fasting, what happens? The angel of the Lord came to him and told him, you won't, you're going to make it, and everybody on the ship will make it. And see, Paul gave directions even when you know, things were looking bad on that ship. And he said, no, you stay on here. God has said that he'll, he'll save every one of us, but you, you go do your own thing, you're out of God's grace. I don't know what's going to happen to you then. Amen? And so Paul began to fast. He gets supernatural help. And then the Bible says that they cast out their anchors. And that's really where God started speaking to me about this. You've got to cast out the promises. You've got to put out the promises like anchors to hold you when things are difficult and trying and things are not going right. And through those promises, promises and the Word of God do not work if they're not mixed with faith. Isn't that what Hebrews said? The Word of God, listen to me, did not profit them. What is profit? Profit is an advantage. It gives you an advantage. The Word of God did not give them advantage. Why? Because they did not mix it with faith. Faith, the Bible says, the God kind of faith will move mountains. Mark 11, you're very familiar. Many of you are with that. Faith will move mountains. If it will move mountains, it will calm seas. It will calm challenges in your life. It will calm your financial situation. It will calm things that are going on in your life. But you've got to mix the Word, what you hear, the promises, those anchors, you've got to mix it with faith. Now, everyone knows that does any cooking, some of you guys do, all you ladies, I'm sure you do too. Right, ladies? Yes. Yes, bless God. Okay, when you're, uh, and Jared, you know about this, you're... A chef but you know when you're gonna cook you mix things together right you mix things together and if I was gonna make a dish and I was gonna make uh, uh, something you know like you know sometimes I like to make pasta dishes you know put chicken shrimp you know and that kind of thing in it but you know if you don't mix it right This is one thing, Debbie, I've learned, I'm sure you know this, we talk about cooking all the time. But the order that you mix things in, in recipes, it's very important. You know, I used to, this was my mode of cooking, okay, before I really knew a whole lot. Okay, get everything out that you need and start dumping it in. (laughs) You know, just dump it in. Stir it up and there it is. But you know, you have to mix things properly and in a certain order. And you have to mix the Word of God when you hear it. It's not just letting it fly by. Oh, well, the Word of God was preached today. What did you do with it? Did you mix faith with it? If you did, then you get the benefit of that faith to move the mountains, to move the obstacles, to change things, to anchor you, to hold you, if you mix faith with it. See, so many times, oh, I go to a word church. What do you do with that word you hear? See, we have to ask ourselves that. I'm not being critical. I'm not being condemning. I'm just saying we all have to ask ourselves, what are we doing with the word of God that we hear? You know, I think about the word that goes forth from here. How powerful. How wonderful. People around the world would love to be in a church like this. But there are people every week that don't even come to participate in it that are a part of this body. You know, I come once a month. Thank you for that. We really need you. We'll count on you next time. Something really important. Won't go there. I interrupted myself and got myself off off base here. But anyway, I'm not going to go any further down there. But we have to mix... The Word of God with faith. If it's going to anchor us and it's going to hold us. It's not just about what we hear, it's what we do. Isn't that what James says? Show me your faith by what? Your works. Well, another version says, show me your faith by your actions. It's not just enough to... To say it with your mouth, there's got to be some action going on in your life. If you believe God to be doing something for you, then there needs to be action being taken. I was just I was just sharing recently with someone that needs some changes in their life, and my whole thing is okay. If we pray and we believe then you've got to start moving to do something. You can't do it. God's got to get in there and take hold with you to cause the changes to come and the answers to come. But you start moving toward it. You start looking. You start reading, you know, magazines or whatever you need to do to get the information and to open a door. So there's got to be action. You don't stand around... By Jesus' stripes I'm healed. By Jesus' stripes I'm healed. And then act sick. There have been times, let me tell you, there's been times when I flat was sick and I didn't feel good. But you know what? The worst thing you can do is to lay... Now, listen, I want to clarify this. Sometimes you might need to rest and lay down. I'm not saying that. But you know when it is you're just giving up and you're waiting for the Holy Ghost to zap the healing power of God in you. It doesn't happen that way very much. Now, miracles happen and instantaneous ha- uh, healings happen. But that is not, for the most part, how it happens. For the most part, it isn't. got to have some action going on. you got to get up and do something. Get up. If, if, if you can't do a whole lot, you know, just tell the Lord, this is my faith. This is my faith in action right now. I don't feel like it. I don't want to. But this is my faith in action. I think that's important, don't you? So, you know the story with Paul. These uh, these were all um, safe. All these men were safe. They escaped and um, in a very dire and dangerous situation. Um, And God wants to do some things for us. Faith is what provides the ability to be anchored in any situation. And faith, a God kind of faith, will remove the mountains that come into our life. Now, I'm not gonna turn you to uh, Mark 11, but I just wanna tell you this. If you read Mark 11, 23, 24 over in there, you will see that it talks about saying something three times as opposed to believing something one time. That, you know, that gave me some insight there. Sometimes you got to begin to say something You've got to begin to speak something because what? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. So you begin to speak it and you, you hear it preached, you read it in the Bible, you begin to speak it, you get it in your ear and faith begins to build, build in your life. So God has given us something here and showing us that it takes faith, but you're going to have to talk yourself into it. And if you're not talking it you may not get that increased faith that you need. Hebrews 10:38 says the just shall live by faith. It didn't say the just shall live by faith on special occasions. On Christmas and Easter the just shall live by faith. It says all the time in every situation in all occasions the just shall live by their faith. So living by faith is not just when you come to church. Living by faith is just not when you're praying. Living by faith is when you go home tonight, when you drive your car, it's living by faith. When you go to work, it is living by faith. When you go to the grocery store, it is living by faith. Everything you do in every situation... You need to make yourself live the faith life and, 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 and talk it over with God and believe God in every situation in your life. The ju- who are the just? The just are the justified. Who justified us? Jesus Christ. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, we're forgiven, we're cleansed, and we're justified. Blameless before the Lord. And then when we come to God, if we mess up, what does He say? Admit it. First John 1, 9, admit it. Confess it. And get cleansed and receive the blood to annihilate that out of your life. Amen? All right, so the just shall live by faith Not only in difficult times either. All the time. The just shall live by faith. 1 Timothy 6.12 Fight the good fight of faith. You have an enemy. You have an opponent. I have an enemy. I have an opponent. His name is Satan. He has demon powers. And so we have to fight the good fight of faith. See, God gives you faith, and you develop your faith. But then you have to see and you have to understand that the enemy comes to try to pull away at your faith, to try to tug on your faith, to try to get you not to believe, to try to get you not to stand uh, uh, and, 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 you know, have the anchors in your life. But just give up. Give in. But God says, fight the good fight. It's a good fight of faith. There's a fight going on. There's a fight going on in this room tonight. And the fight is what you hear when you come to this place, whether it's tonight or any other time. What will you do with what you hear? Oh, you know... Um, They're just hyper-faith there at that church. You know, I love that Pastor King and, you know, but, you know, I just don't believe all that. Well, the enemy is doing exactly what he wants to do to people that have attitudes like that. The Bible says you have to fight your way through unbelief and doubt. When you see a promise in the Word of God, you've got to fight your way through through what the enemy tries to do to camouflage and get your attention. You know, I, how many of you have read Howard Pittman's book? It's very old. Yeah, it's good, in it, Shelby? He, I think he's gone on to be with the Lord, but he, God took him uh, into a realm um, where he saw demons, and uh, the activity that goes on in that unseen realm. You know, just like tonight, there are angels in the unseen realm and they're doing God's work and the work for us who are heirs of salvation is what the Bible says. But on that other flip side is where the devil is, the darkness, the abyss. That's where he is and he's got demon powers. And I remember Howard Pittman... He was talking about these demon powers, and he said this. This is very interesting in the day that we live in. He talked about that in the last days, that there would be demon powers released that would take the morality of the people away. Well, I think we're there, don't you? And he also said something else. He said that God revealed to him that as we draw closer to the last day, that people will begin to uncover themselves, uncover their bodies more and more. I mean, I, I can't believe it sometimes when I go out and I see these young girls and how they're dressed. I, I tell you, if it was one of mine, they might do it behind my back, but they wouldn't do it. If I knew it. That's not a Christian young lady. Uncover your body like that. But he said that would happen. He said nakedness. People would just, it would be more prevalent. You know, just stripping off more and more. Why, that's demonic. It's demonic. And morality gone. But see, the devil is at work in this world to try to pull our faith away to try to rob us of our faith. But he says fight a good fight of faith and he can't get your faith. He can't. Now, in the same way that faith causes things to happen, faith is like a magnet. Faith is a magnet in your life, the God kind of faith, what we're talking about here tonight. Faith is a magnet and it draws The promises, the blessings, what you're standing for, it draws things to you. But in the same way, over on the dark side in the demonic realm, fear is a magnet and it draws things to you. Job said it, the things that I greatly feared, what? Have come upon me. It's a magnet and fear draws things. What time I am afraid, listen, this is what Psalm says. What time I am afraid, I will trust in God. In other words, you know what he's saying? Do it afraid. Just go on and do what you're doing. Even though there's fear and the devil can't stop you. What time I am afraid, I will trust in God. God, I'm trusting in you in this situation. I know what the devil's trying to tell me. I know how he's attacking my mind. I know how he's attacking my situation. But I will trust in you. I put my confidence in you. I am secure in you. That's what that's what the psalmist was saying. And that's what we have to do. Amen? All right. Um. 1 John 5 4. It talks about this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Now, that overcomes the world. What is he talking about? The world system. I want to look at that scripture, 1 John 5 4. I want to look at it in the amplified and the message Bible. I just want us to look at both of those if we can, if you can get it up here. Okay. For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world, the world system. And this is the victory that conquers the world system, even our faith. If you want to conquer the world system, you're going to do it by faith. And faith is believing what God has said that he is able and will perform it. Let me tell you, the God kind of faith Jesus had and on that dusty road that day when he stopped by that fig tree and he cursed the fig tree and it withered and died, that's the God kind of faith. And it will conquer this world's system. The world says you've got to be this way. The world says you've got to do things this way. The system... If you do this and this and this, this is what will happen. There are spiritual equations that if you do them, you get the right kind of results. I believe, therefore I speak. That's faith. That's an equation. And the equation can be solved like this. I believe, but I don't speak, equals no results. I don't believe, but I speak, equals no results. Spiritual equation. I believe, therefore I speak, equals results. And see, we've got to understand that. We've got to receive That kind of faith. Let's look at the Message Bible. Every God-begotten person conquers the world's ways. Well, the world's overcoming me. Well, you can operate and function in a kind of faith where the world does not overcome you. You overcome the world. The conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. If we could just believe that. I'm going to tell you, every person in the world, and I felt like this sometimes, can be standing up against you. I remember when we were going to start this church, we had so many people telling us, you don't need to do that. We have enough churches in this city. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do that here. I mean, if one person told, I don't know how many people said that. And see, all those people can gang up. And those were God's people gang up around you like that, but faith, the God kind of faith, will conquer the world's ways. See, that's somebody, as far as I'm concerned, that was so out of step in the Spirit, they didn't know what they were doing. I mean, you know, how many people have been born again? How many lives have been changed through this ministry and through what goes on here? Amen? Now, I'm just giving you some information about faith really is, you know, what I'm trying to do here tonight to energize you. Galatians 5:6. faith is activated, this is amplified, faith is activated and energized and expressed and working through love. Faith works by love. But here he's saying faith is activated. If you've got a credit card and you want it activated, you've got to do something, right? Well, here he's saying your faith is activated and energized or made to work and expressed and working through the love of God that's in your life. And so see, faith is such a vast subject, isn't it? It's such a vast subject. There's so many things that we need to to know about it. But your faith will work and be activated by love. Well, I've got faith. I can move mountains. Well, let me ask you. Do you love your brothers and sisters? Well, some of them. Well, then you got a problem. Your faith is not going to be activated and you, you, when you, you talk about fighting the good fight of faith, you're going you're gonna to be in a situation where you don't have an advantage. You've got a disadvantage. You have, to, you have to love people. You have to love God, of course. But then you have to love people. Well, I can't stand them. I understand that. I understand that there's people that get under your skin. I understand that there's people that, you know, you don't want to be best friends with. I understand that there's people that you put cushions between you and them in whatever way that that would be. I understand that. But, you know, God, the God kind of love works, or the God kind of faith works through the love that you, no love your faith isn't gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's gonna be short circuited. And you gotta you gotta learn to love people. Well, they just you know, they just bother me so much. Well you gotta get over. You gotta get over some of that flesh stuff. And you gotta see beyond, you know, their mannerisms that just set you off or whatever it is, or their smart mouth or whatever. Look beyond the smart mouth to see they're hurting. Jesus loves them. He died for them. And he might use you in some way to minister to them. Amen. Amen. Now, here's a good one. Hebrews 10, 35 and 39. It talks about faith and patience inherit the promises. Faith and then your patience. In other words, I have people, oh, I don't know how many times this happened. Uh, I started tithing about a month ago, but you know, it's really not working. Is that right? <laughs> faith and patience. You know, we're into the instant generation. Throw it in the microwave. We got instant, whatever it is. There's nothing worse than instant potatoes. I just seem not eating that gloopy glop And that's kind of the way your faith is. It, it may not happen just like that. But it'll be good when it comes to... It'll be good. It'll be rich. It'll taste good. Faith and patience inherit the promises. Faith claims it. Patience obtains it. You need to remember that. Faith claims it. Patience obtains it. And see, patience... Allows your faith to work, to change situations, to change circumstances, so that people's hearts can be dealt with. Patience allows God opportunities to move for you. Amen? Now, I I know I'm getting ready to finish here. I'm going to close it. I'll say it that way. I've, I've got lots more to say. I want to just give you some faith wills. Faith wills. W-I-L-L-S. Faith will get me a home or it will sell a home for me. Faith will open the door for a job if I need it. Faith will bring restoration in my life. If things have been stolen and plundered, Faith will bring it back to me. I've had situations in my life where, you know, it looked like in the natural I had lost financially. I remember once we did something, put some money on something, and then something happened and, and you know, we had to change. Well, I knew that legally that they could hold that and I didn't necessarily hold it against them because I knew it was that, but I went to God. I said, God, now I know they could have given that back to us if they wanted to, but they didn't, and it was their legal right. They could do that. But I refuse to allow that to go and not come back to me. I don't know how you're going to bring it back to me, but I'm going to have restoration of that. I mean to tell you, I mean to tell you, it came back. Unexpected source, a source, you know, that. Never did anything like that before or after. But God made a way because there was faith because I said that. You know, you all have heard you know, a lot of my stories. You, you ever heard my flea story? That is a great story. Faith will kill fleas. I'm not kidding you. Doesn't the Bible say in Genesis uh, that we're to have dominion? Okay, and I took Dominion. I remember we were in California, and uh, Eddie was going to school there, and I was working, and we had our little uh, little um, poodle, Sydney, who we had for seventeen years. He he'll probably meet us in heaven, but he's not with us anymore. But but anyway, we moved into this little apartment, and um, and I remember one day I was at the window, and I was you know, fixing my eyebrows, you know, ladies, what I'm saying, you know, fixing my eyebrows, where the light is, you know, where I could see real good. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, it's like, fleas start. At first, I didn't know what it was. I thought, what in the world, like little specks just popping up everywhere, you know? And and it was fleas, and I had noticed our poodle, and, and that he was, you know, scratching and digging, and we had put flea powder. he was white, and he turned yellow from so much <laughs> flea powder, you know. But I still didn't, you know, until that day that I sat down there, I didn't realize that, the, that, you know, that that place was just, you know, just infested with fleas. And so we went to our landlord, and she said, well, the only, you know, now there was a, a, a person that had a dog in there before you all moved in. And she said, what we'll do is I've got this bomb, you know, whatever that is, you know, and you can time it and set it to go off in your house, but you have to leave. You have to take the dog and you got to get out and you got to be out for like 24 hours. Well, we're in California. We can't go to mother's home. You know, it's 2,400 miles away or whatever. So it's like, I don't want to do that. That's not healthy anyway have all that in your house, you know. So we got out the Bible. We got out the Bible and we read just where I told you in Genesis, I think, what, chapter 1, that you'll have dominion. And so we, we, we took that scripture, we released our faith, and I want you to know, Now, you remember what I told you about exercising your faith on the small things? Well, that's not a life changing thing. I can tell you it was really bad (laughs) living in a house full of fleas. (laughs) We prayed, we released our faith, we commanded those fleas to die, get out of our house. I want to tell you, those fleas died. We didn't put the bomb off in the house. Those fleas, every one of them, they died. We had dead fleas everywhere. I am not kidding you. So faith will do for you whatever you need it to do. You've got to give faith an assignment. Some of you, you've not given faith an assignment. And you need some things to happen in your life. That's one story I can tell you. But that's how in the early days I began to exercise my faith and it began to grow because God was faithful. He watched over his word to perform it and he did it for me. And he'll do it for you. So faith wills. More of them. Faith will get you back what's stolen. Don't let, don't let the devil steal from you and you just sit back and take it. You get in the spirit, and you get violent in, in faith. The violent, the Bible says, take it by force. Faith will bring a spouse into your life. Well, but I want this particular one. Well, what if that's not God's plan? What if that's not God's plan? You know, when I was in high school, I thought a lot of the young boys were cute. And I might have even, you know, date or whatever. But man, I'm so glad I didn't. I didn't get with the wrong person. And so sometimes faith claims it and patience obtains it. Don't get an Ishmael. You know what I'm saying? Abraham got ahead of God. And he got Ishmael. Instead of Isaac, Isaac came later, but it really messed things up, didn't it? All right, well, I could go on and on, but I'm not going to, that's enough. Stick a fork in it, it's done. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.